Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a pace case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put this stuff on at night, (laughs) Dimes Eye Cream, and then they have a a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I've literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm -hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time. And it's so nice. You look like a baby as well. Thank you. I was waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) A little slow. (laughs) But uh, this takes the guesswork out of the routine. So uh, this is part of the work system, the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well dime has over two million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars this year love your skin again go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount that's dimebeautyco.com It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. We're back from Thanksgiving. We survived it. Yes. Barely, but we did. You... I mean, you traveled really to the the heartland, Oklahoma. Yes, I was in Oklahoma, where it was very cold. How was it? It's freezing cold. Cold. Uh, but I got to see my whole family. Isn't it in the south? Oklahoma, right in the middle. Oh. Oklahoma and Kansas are like in the middle of the United States. It's known as the Midwest. You see, I've been there, northern Midwest, though. Yeah, mostly. It's not a place I recommend. No offense to anyone who lives there. Now, let's move on, shall we? 
This is Game of Roses after all. This is This Week in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> Enough of that chit-chat. <laughs> Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Let's move on. Fuck Oklahoma. That's right. Fuck Oklahoma. I don't want to talk about my Thanksgiving next. I'm sorry. Mine was great. I had two Thanksgivings. It was wonderful. I had one, and I will be sharing some information. In LA, best city in the world. Oh, God, I wish mine would have been here. I will be sharing some information about my Thanksgiving in Screams from the Pit. So stick around for oh, that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some interesting content. I'm excited to hear. <laughs> yeah. The picture of me and my mom in our front yard. Yeah. Indeed. Check that out on the Necessary Conversation Instagram uh, if you want to see it. But uh, we are here today to talk about This Week in Bachelor Nation. A lot has been happening. Of course, we're gearing up for the big golden finale at the end of the week. Not BIP's finale, by the way. And we're going to get into that in State of the Game. Mm -hmm. But before we start any of that, we must remind you that this is the best time of year, other than Gore Girl Summer, of course. Pitmas is almost upon us. We've got some big things planned. December 22nd at 4 p.m. PST, we are going to be doing the Parasocial Play of the year on YouTube. You can join us for a 16 play bracket that takes the best 16 plays over the course of the year, puts them in a March Madness style bracket, and you get to vote on them. If you're watching live on that live stream, you get mm -hmm. to vote and we will finally crown a champion, a parasocial play of the year. I'm so excited for this year's bracket because I feel like last year there was a really clear winner. I'm talking Tilly Kyoko. And this year, I feel like it really is, it's going to be a, a tight competition. And we have and we have all these golden plays now to factor in. Ugh. Will a golden player walk away with a parasocial play of the year the first year they're eligible? Who knows? That could be astounding. Uh, tune in again December 22nd at 4 p.m. Uh, for that live event on YouTube. 1 p.m. Eastern. Also, we have some big episodes coming up where we're going to answer your questions. So send in your questions in the form of a one-minute or uh, under audio file to askgameofroses at gmail.com. This can be any kind of question. It can be very specific. What's your favorite Pokemon? It could be about Pokemon if you like. Uh, we will accept Pokemon questions. It could be literally about anything. Questions to me and Pace Case, we will answer them in an upcoming episode. So we're trying to get all the best questions now. Again, send them to askgameofroses at gmail.com, one minute or shorter audio file. And of course, we must mention the 2022 Gornament has mysteriously entered the Etsy shop after DLP produced tears. Uh, about Roberta. So you can now get DLP's haunting Christmas tree shaped <laughs> demonic face uh, 2022 Gornament. You can get the 2023 Gornament. The vibes of the 2022 Gornament versus the 2023 <laughs> Gornament are very different. And I like 20, that. Yeah, I agree. 2022 <laughs> Gornament was a little more like the old school DLH type images, but those are all in our Etsy shop now, um, as is a brand new shirt when I was a bachelor, you can pick up your When I Was the Bachelor shirt in the same Etsy shop right now. I've seen that face. Yeah. I've seen that face. I'm aware of it. If you go right now to our Patreon, if you're a member, you can get $10 off anything in that store until December 15th. Coincidentally, it's $10 to get in the bottom of the pit with us. So if you go to the Patreon, if you sign up for the Patreon, 
it basically pays for itself if you want to buy for um, something else. Pays for itself for a month, I should say. Yeah, you can get any of the Etsy items. It doesn't have to be the 2023 Gornament. But fill your tree, fill your tree with Gornaments, fill your menorahs, put them on everything. You know, Pitmas is all all inclusive. It is all the holidays at once. And it is a beautiful time of year. Indeed it is. Now, let's move on. Let's do what we came here to do, Pace Case, and start off this week in Bachelor Nation with... Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the game. All right, we're in a very precarious position, I believe, in terms of the nation. I'm talking about, of course, the possibility that we are about to enter what may be the last off-season in the history of the franchise. You heard me correctly. I think there is a possibility we will never have an off-season again because of the success of Golden Bachelor. As we know, Golden Bachelor is about to end. This week is the finale. There's going to be one more episode of BIP the following week. Then we enter the official off-season until Joey Grazia Day comes out. The schedule is one hour of VIP this week and a three-hour finale next week, just so you know. Yeah, this this week on Thursday, it's going to be two hours of Golden, one hour of VIP. Then the following week, it's going to be three hours of VIP. And then the week after that, we have nothing. There is no produced official Bachelor Nation content coming out until Joey Grazia Day's uh, premiere late January of next year. That said, Grazia Day is doing his uh, promotions. They just had a big, like Mm -hmm. a six minute long video clip. He's getting interviewed at the mansion that came out today. We've seen the promos. They started rolling them out uh, last week in Golden. He has butterflies. Yeah, he said that he has butterflies. He says the phrase, I'm looking for my person. Love level one. Maybe two dozen times in the span of six minutes. Very coached. They are telling me exactly what to say. How's the gaze play? Gaze play was very strong. There were there were multiple minute long stretches where he is not blinking at all at the man interviewing him. I think he's just got wet eyes. How is he doing this? He's an incredible gaze player. He's physiologically different than a normal person. I'm excited for that season. It's going to be our Same. first bachelor season after the shakeup behind the scenes. We will be going through the Instagram profiles of all the players or all the social media profiles of all the players on his season, uh, probably in January leading up to it. And let's just say (laughs) there's some very strong players who know exactly what they're doing this season. If you catch Mm. my meaning, let's just say that simply. Are you saying you coached? Yes. Them? I am. Look, since I've started coaching players to infiltrate the game, I've had one in every season of Bachelor. That's simply the way it is. Incredible. I'm so proud of your new business. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a business. It's just something I do for fun. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it could uh, be a business. Yeah. What do you do for fun? I secretly coach Bachelor players to infiltrate the game. Yeah. What do you do for work? Bachelor podcast. What do you do for hobbies? Train bachelor players to go in the game. <laughs> that literally is my life. <laughs> now, let's talk about how how this, um, the success of Golden, how is this going to affect where we're moving forward into this next era? And, and mark my words, this is a new era of the game because of Golden. It was massively successful. You're starting to see already how they're 
kind of reorganizing the time and the schedule at ABC this this coming week. They're going to give two hours to Golden and only one to BIP. They're already starting to weigh the scales because BIP, in terms of ratings, has tanked. This is one of the worst rated seasons ever. It didn't win Monday night many weeks uh, over the course of its its life. For That's a first uh, for BIP or any Bachelor show, really. So I'm not sure what ABC is thinking. If they're going to maybe bleed off Paradise to some degree, or if they're going to um, keep it with the same scenario. I don't know. But what we're looking at next year, I think we're going to get an announcement, by the way, in the finale of Golden of who the Bachelorette is going to be at the after the final rose, who the Golden Bachelorette is going to be. Sorry. How would you feel if they got rid of Bachelor in Paradise in favor of back to back Golden Bachelor, Golden Bachelorettes? I don't feel good about that. Um, I love Bachelor in Paradise. It's mm-hmm. their all-star game. I think we need it. The past couple of seasons have been terribly produced. This one is the worst I think I've ever seen. The current one, Bachelor in Paradise 9. I think it's very lazy. I think it's insulting to the fourth audience, much of what they're mm-hmm. doing. Saying there's going to be four bachelorettes on sand when there's one. All, all of that. Making you think Katie Thurston is there to date anybody when we all know she's doing F-boy. It, it's just truth box it's bad i want them to keep it i don't think the show should be thrown away because of this Mm -hmm. i think it is salvageable bachelor in paradise in its like greatest era we're talking seasons probably three four five i'll throw six in there too this is some of the best stuff that's ever been made out of the franchise Mm -hmm. i don't think we can discount that and it really does allow players especially like what we're seeing with olivia lewis this season it allows players who who didn't get a fair shake in the main game for whatever reasons and and sometimes they are arbitrary reasons on a night one if you get eliminated just because you got turtled or whatever it's like mm-hmm. i don't know what that player can do it allows those players to step on sand and show the fourth audience like this is why i was originally cast i am a good player mm-hmm. et cetera et cetera and if you're you're good enough, you can turn it into a grocery scenario. Both Olivia and PP. Yeah, Olivia and PP. And obviously, we'll never forget what grocery has done with his night one guy status. Um, and then two very successful Paradise end runs. That said... Now he's the host of Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, was that on our Patreon that I was talking about that? On Digging Deeper? <laughs> on Digging Deeper, I basically was saying that Bachelor Happy Hour should just be changed to Clickbait. Because that is what it is now. Grocery is not, in my opinion, uh, he's a great host. Cruz was just like, Bachelor Happy Hour is clickbait. I'm calling it clickbait from now it on. It is. It's just so loose and and grocery has no uh, formality to him. You know, there isn't like the gravitas of a Rachel Lindsay doing an interview. They're not discussing race relations. <laughs> They're not discussing anything important at all. And grocery is making dumb jokes that never work. It's clickbait. At any rate. I just think he has a voice that I never want to stop hearing. <laughs> regardless of if it's clickbait or happy hour. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they'll get rid of Bachelor in Paradise after one bad rating season. No, no, no. I don't think so either. And like they've already got, you know, the infrastructure is there. It's already set up for what they're going to do. I just can't see that. So I'm like, what are they going to do? Do they need to hire more people to be able to produce it so you don't even have these like mini three-week periods between seasons that you just go back to back to back to back? How are they going to do this? Right. Well, I mean, you're also looking at the scheduling problem here. 
if you have this many shows already, we've got Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise are airing simultaneously. Are you going to do that for the whole season now? Like once you throw Golden Bachelor Ed in there, there's no room for an off season really. And if you want to try to stagger them so that they're not like Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise started on the same night. Maybe you stagger it so Golden Bachelor starts halfway through Paradise. So there's always just a show on and each of them mm-hmm. overlap the beginning and the end of whatever's coming next, uh, the the predecessor and the, the show after it. But I don't know that that's a good solution either. I don't really know what's going to happen as a result of this, except that there's definitely going to be a Golden Bachelorette and another season of Golden Bachelor and another mm-hmm. season of Bachelor and Bachelorette and probably BIP. So with all of those shows airing over the course of a year, it really does seem like there will be no off season. And I don't exactly know how you can air all of them without doing a zero off season, unless you're stacking up like three shows on top of each other. Like does Thursday just become bachelor day? You don't want golden bachelorette and golden bachelor at the same time. I don't think like you don't want to go too golden. No, nor can you have that. I don't believe you can have both golden. They will need to stagger those. But how do you stagger them in a way that allows for Bachelor, Bachelorette, and BIP to still air in their own kind of, you know, two, two and a half month periods? I would assume if you're keeping everything the same length, which I don't even know if they'll do, maybe they'll want two hours of Golden Bachelor. You do Golden Bachelor one hour with BIP two hours, and then you do Golden Bachelorette for one hour concurrently with VIP into December? I don't know. I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like, if you look at the the traditional show, Bachelor airs January, February. In this case, it'll be a little bit into March as well. Then you take off April and May to shoot Bachelorette. And then usually end of May or in June, your Bachelorette starts airing through the beginning of the summer. Then you maybe get a week or two off and VIP starts airing in August. September, October, that's it. You get your November and December, that's your off time. So I don't I don't know. And we only have one Dark Lord Palmer. <laughs> we only have one Dark Lord Palmer. But this year, Golden aired in the late summer with BIP. Will that alter? Will that be moved up? I don't think mm. so because your next the thing you now owe the fourth audience is Golden Bachelorette. They need to air that as quickly as they can. I could see this. Grazia Day. January, February, March, Golden Bachelorette, March, April, May, Bachelorette, May, June, July. Then they do a uh, BIP, August, September, October, then Golden Bachelor, October, November, December. I could see that being the the format. I don't know if that's what it's going to be, but I mean, what else could they do? I just think stacking it up like this, they have to recognize that stacking Golden Bachelor on top of BIP hurt BIP's ratings. It 100% did. Yes. It's a tonnage problem. Absolutely. I say hopefully they'll be smart enough to recognize that, they being the network programming people. But, you know, it is network TV we're talking about here. And for years now, they have concurrently aired BIP with other stuff, torturing us. Yeah, they've, they've made many bad choices in terms of their layout in the past. But I just think that they are they must be so aware of how good the the golden franchise is going to be. We're definitely going to get it. And I I have to think that they do want to extend it to two hours, which means they Mm -hmm. should not be airing it on top of any other show. Yeah. You want to let it breathe. 
you don't want yeah. to like turn off the audience because like you and I, I mean, we're, you know, the biggest Bachelor fans out there. We're just fans. <laughs> we're just fans, but we're just fans. We're very dedicated, but it's like we get overwhelmed with the amount of content to watch. I'm trying to imagine just being a viewer. I'd be like, there's no way I'm watching three hours. Yeah, I definitely would have checked out a BIP this season. Um, if I was just like a casual viewer, I think for a lot of reasons, not just the tonnage, like this season was very poorly produced. It, it was a bad season. Um, some bright spots in it for sure. Some incredible play from certain people. Um, I love seeing Rekia get back in the game, even though they really treated her poorly again, <laughs> that's bad producing. But, um, at any rate, that's kind of where we stand in terms of the state of the game. We, as I said, up top, I think might be seeing the last off season, in, in the history of Bachelor Nation, or at least in the near future of Bachelor Nation, I should say. Who knows what's going to happen to ratings and all the networks are crumbling now. But it, it does kind of feel like, and this is kind of interesting to me too, if we get this, this new pattern where there's no off-season, you are looking at ABC is essentially a 24-7 delivery service for Bachelor. Do we just push it fully that way? Do we get rid of all other ABC content and does it basically become a bachelor streaming service? Would you pay $10 a yes. month to watch, to have <laughs> access to all the bachelor content? Of course. Me too. Of course. I mean, they of course would bury the dark seasons. But you don't even want to know how much I'd pay to get all the seasons. <laughs> God, I know. It'd be great. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of where we are with this state of the game. We are anxiously awaiting the uh, the finale of Golden and what we believe is going to be the announcement of Joan Vassos as the first Golden Bachelorette. I hope they announce. You can't lose this momentum. I agree. Announce, film it, get it going. Totally agree. If you don't announce and you wait, you're going to lose it. I don't think they'll lose it at all. I think they'll get it immediately. You wheel out Joan Vassos on a Good Morning America like... The day after Christmas, people are going to lose their shit. I think Golden is is basically like an unbreakable franchise. I really think it's it's perfect. It's perfect reality TV. Nonetheless, let's move on. Uh, that was State of the Game. Now we're going to get into all of the gains that some of our favorite players have been making this season in their social media. This is... This Week in Games. We took this past week off, as did our beloved game. So we have no ratings to talk about this week, but we do have some Instagram and TikTok movements. Crown gains. These, by the way, are all of our gains since our last women, which was November 14th. So these are representing two weeks. Golden God Gary Turner gained 11.5 Instagram followers for a total of 93.8K. Ooh, he's going to cross 100K. Mm-hmm. Wow. Go. That's pretty good. I, I remember I predicted early on he would cross a million. I don't think that's going to happen mm -hmm. now. You rescind that prediction. <laughs> yeah, I'll be satisfied with 100K. Uh, the top Golden Bachelor Instagram gains since our last Twibbon begin with Chris Jenner's inspiration player, Susan Knowles, who gained 16.1K for a total of 37.2. Golden Huju inventor from Young Country, Leslie Fema, gained 14.3K for a total of 40.9K. Hose play artist, Faith Martin, gained 11.7K for a total of 27.7K. Duckface connoisseur, Teresa Nist, gained 
11.2K for a total of 25K. And the sabbatical PCC player, and I believe your next Golden Bachelorette, or first Golden Bachelorette, I should say, Joan Vassos gained 4.6K for a total of 16.8K. Now for the top five golden Instagram chart, Leslie Fema is in that top spot with 40.9K. Susan Knowles is in second with 37.2K. Faith Martin in third with 27.7K. In fourth is Teresa Nist with 25K. And Joan Vassos rounds out the top five with 16.8K. Our top VIP Instagram gains since the last Twibbon begin with Jessica Garrod gaining 16K for a total of 140,000 followers. Congrats. Olivia Lewis gained 15.1K for a total of 43.3K. Rachel Recchia gained 11.7K for a total of 581K and the top overall Instagram on the beach. Fourth place, Blake Moines gained 10K for a total of 447K. And my favorite player of Bachelor at Season 20, Braden Bowers, gained 8.9K. He's now sitting at 64.7K. Now for the top five overall Instagram chart, Again, this this hasn't moved. Rachel Recchia, number one, 581K. Blake Moines, 447K. Jessica Garrod, third, 140K. Fourth place, Tyler Norris, 122K. And dancer, Avon Jones, rounds out the top five with 106K. Now let's take a look at that top five BIP TikTok chart. Rachel Recchia is on top of that one, too, with 140.8K. Jessica Garrod in second, 108.5K. Becca Serrano is in third with 53.2K. P-E-E-P. Fourth place, 46K. And Tyler Norris is in fifth place with 23.3K. Speaking of Becca Serrano, we covered this on our uh, Digging Deeper episode on Patreon, but uh, it is rumored by the great one himself, Nick Vial, that Becca Serrano left, performed that self-elimination on this season of BIP because she felt trapped by producers. FYI. And if I gave her an error, I rescinded it. I still give her the error. It is still an error to self-eliminate unless you have very good reason. But I feel like in terms of the game, still an error. But it does shed light. Sheds a little light because the way they cut her made it seem like there was no reason for this at all. She left without explanation. It made her look bad mm-hmm. when... Kind of made her seem like a dick. Exactly. But the truth of it is, and they do this all the time. They did this to fucking Teddy Wright too. Remember mm-hmm. that shit? Teddy Wright never said goodbye to anyone. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was like, oh, the producers are telling me who I can and can't date. I'm out. Fuck this. At any rate, those are the gains. We have... This is the most paltry season so far of anything uh, BIP related. No one is even approaching a million. What do you call this in working out? Like atrophy? They're gains, but they're tiny. Atrophy. <laughs> oh, uh, tiny gains. I don't know. Minimal gains. Tiny gains. Baby gains. Yeah. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy 
known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I quit bras during the pandemic. I said no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle. Um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire. They don't have bulky fabrics. And they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year, year of our gore 2024. Mm-hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one. It has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch. So it's like doesn't look like it's, you know, a comfortable bra, but it is. And I guess I'm a bra person again. It turns out. Well, congrats, Pace Case. I know it's a big step for you right Mm -hmm. now. You can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash roses. Use that exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Clues, I got to be honest, I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rosé from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rosé all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rosé is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. They are baby gains. Unfortunately, you know, it used to be the dream of players going into BIP. You come out of there with a, a number big enough that you're going to be able to at least pay your rent off of it for a little while. I don't see any players really doing that who weren't already there. No, 
I mean, even Golden Bachelor Gary barely breaking into the 100K club. Yeah. Is he going to be able to stay retired? <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. Depends on who he, who he winds up with, right? If he winds up with uh, Teresa, she can pay the bills. Travel costs. Exactly. Uh, let's move on now to that portion of our program where we talk about all those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, the charm and its king of the north, Nate Olakoya, revealed what happened to the $200,000 he and season 20 bachelor at Michelle Young were gifted by producers at the end of their season on a recent episode of Dave Neal's Driving with Dave YouTube show. The money, per Olakoya, never touched either of their hands. Apparently, the cash came with a stipulation that it would only materialize in the event that he and Young used it as a down payment for a house together, which we know never happened due to their breakup in June of last year. If this uh, stipulation did in fact come with the money, my question is why didn't they buy a house together immediately? I think they should get back together and buy one. Get this money. I don't know what the contract stated. Nate didn't go like into heavy details. Obviously, he issued a contract violation to even talk about this much. Mm -hmm. But do they have to be together or just buy a house together? I don't know. I think they had to be together. That seems likely to me. But they should check. Seems worth it to at least say you're romantically together. (laughs) I know both of them have current partners. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. They're in a thruple or a... Get that money. What is it? Quadrangle? Yeah, he kind of... uh, Quadruple? Kind of issues an attack on Michelle Young for saying that she would donate the money. Mm. But they never got the money, so... Nor nor would she have had the capability to donate it. If this... If what he's saying is true, that they were contractually obligated to downpay a house in order to get the money at all, there's no way that it ever could have been donated. And be together. Yeah, but I, you know, this is something that we we talked about basically from the night it happened at that after the final rose when they said, "Here's a check for two hundred thousand dollars." Just wondering what really is going on there. Who gets the money now that they're broken up and et cetera, et cetera. And here we get a little light shed on it by the Charminance King. Thank you, NATO Lukoya. Next up in Bachelor Nation news, congratulations are in order for Baylock Eye. And Love is Blind's Giannina Gibelli, who are expecting their first baby together. The couple posted a joint Instagram post this week to their main grids featuring seven slides of pregnancy celebration. With the caption, first comes love, then comes baby H. White heart emoji. We're so grateful that life has led us here and over the moon to be parents to our sweet baby come spring 2024. Horseman and Gabelli met on the set of Paramount Plus's All-Star Shore in 2021, and their child is due in spring of next year. Congrats to the horse. Speaking of baby nation, Bachelor Season 16 ring winner and host of the After Reality podcast and friend of our show, Courtney Robertson is expecting her third child with husband Humberto Preciado. The villain queen announced the big news exclusively with people last week saying, we had always talked about wanting a big family, we just did all the testing. Everything's normal. Just a huge peace of mind. I'm an old pro at this now. I knew I was pregnant right away because I had just had all the same symptoms and I started craving sushi, which you can't eat when you're pregnant. That's a giveaway. And then I was craving bagels. So I was like, I think I'm pregnant. Congrats to Courtney on the new addition to her family. 
If you haven't listened to her show after reality in a while, or if you've never checked it out at all, now is a great time to take a listen. She's got some huge guests coming up. In Love is Blind baby news, Dark Lord Vanessa Lachey is finally going to get the first Love is Blind baby that she seemed fixated on in the Love is Blind season four reunion earlier this year. Season four notchdown player Bliss Parit Ezadi Goitowski and her meat boiling husband, Zach Goitowski, announced they are expecting their first child together. It's a little bit nerve wracking, but I think it's also such a beautiful thing, Bliss told people last week. Babies are miracles and blessings. And I think we've been so open to sharing our journey and our relationship with the world. And this is our next big, beautiful thing. I'm really happy, and I hope that it brings joy to other people. It's definitely brought us a ton of joy. While several Love is Blind stars have welcomed kids since their time on the Netflix reality series, Bliss and Zach are the first couple who got married on the show to sire their own progeny. Congrats. Go out to them. You might think we're done with baby news, but you're dead wrong. Bachelor Season 14 runner-up participant in the inaugural season of Bachelor Pad and Endgame player on BIPT Season 2, Tenley Molzan announced she is pregnant with baby number two last week. Tenley met her now husband, Taylor Leopold, back in 2016, and the two got married in 2018. Then in 2020, they welcomed their first child together, daughter Rel James Leopold. Molzon's newest pregnancy announcement was an Instagram post featuring herself holding her sonogram photos on the beach with her husband and daughter with a caption that read, surprise, a second Leopold baby is on the way due in May 2024. Looks like I might have a birthday buddy. We couldn't be more excited and so relieved to finally share this special news with all of you and include you the rest of the way. Rel is beyond excited to be a big sister. Olsen scored some big endorsements from fellow Hall of Famers like Ashley Iaconetti, who wrote, yay, so happy for you all. And Courtney Robertson said, congratulations, I hope you're feeling like a million. Party of four. Congrats to Molzan. And in Bachelor Nation wedding news... Bachelor season 25 all-star Teddy Wright was married last week to a civilian. Season 16 Bachelor Ben Flanick was married last week to a civilian. And Bachelor season 15 villain Michelle Money was married to a civilian last week as well. Congrats to all of these civilians on their brushes with greatness. And finally, happy birthday to season 27 winner Katie Bigger, who turned 29 on November 16th. That was a lot of baby news this week. Everybody's having babies and getting married. Wow. Lots of babies. Lots of babies and civilian marriages. This is not news, but I just wanted to bring this up and ask you this question. Have you heard Mm -hmm. about Squid Game Challenge on Netflix? I have seen... It uploaded to Clue's Quarter. (laughs) Yes. I watched the first episode because we now have formal confirmation. One of the players from Squid Game Challenge is going to be in season two of Perfect Match. So I felt very obligated to watch it. Uh, It's an interesting show. I'll leave it at that. Wait, they already have the Perfect Match casting out? Well, this guy has been reported as being in Perfect Match too. I don't think they've released the full cast, but I don't know how this information has come to me. But it has. I now have it. Okay. I saw an article about it somewhere. So now you have to watch all the shows that lead into Perfect Match. Are you going to watch The Mole? No, I, I don't think so. I'm just, but Squid Game is also like, it's interesting because they have a lawsuit brewing against them for uh, <laughs> hypothermia and nerve damage in the contestant pool. It's interesting because it's um, a competition based on a, like a horrific show 
competition that you would think no one would want to participate in. Well, it's, the prize is $4.6 million. Oh. Yeah. So that would Dang. make people want to do it. But I, I remember they tried to do this in the United States and it didn't work, didn't take. And I think it was because people were like threatening to sue them even like while the show was shooting. So they were like, fuck it, scrap it. Then they shot it in, I believe this was shot in the UK. So they can skirt around certain game show laws and stuff, I think. I don't know. I was just curious if you've seen it. Yeah, I'm so confused. Like, are there rules? You have world sassiest soldier. They're torturing people, but not suing. No money prize. No money prize there. Uh, if there is a money prize, at least in the United States, it is a game show and therefore in the jurisdiction of game show laws, which means the producers can't manipulate outcomes. The, if it's a game show, it really has to be down to the randomness of the game or who's the best player of the game. Producers can't step in and be like, hey, you come out of here. And what is weird about Squid Game mm -hmm. is at least in the first game, it heavily, at least from the edit, I don't know if this is the case or not, but it heavily looks like and seems like it's all manipulated by producers. It seems like the people getting kicked off are like 100% arbitrary. Hmm. Interesting. Or not even arbitrary. It seems like they're keeping the people that they cast to be reality stars and they're getting rid of everybody else. I mean, I'm definitely curious. Maybe I'll watch your breakdown. Oh, God, yeah. There's too much content. I know. I know. But... Uh, at any rate, we must now move on to that portion of our program where we discuss all of the plays our favorite players are making off the field on their telephones. This is the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Previous ring winner Katie Bigger made a viral TikTok of her and reader Gabby L. Nikki and BIP's Jess and Kylie, in which they lip sync regarding clearing one's roster. The caption reads, Not a whole verse missing. Blame the loud music and soda pops. Winky face emoji. Hashtag FYP. Hashtag for you page. Hashtag The Bachelor. This post, it's like them in bikinis on a beach lip syncing. 356K views. 22.2K likes. That's incredible. And it's like... I guess it's Katie Bigger. She's got a, a huge following, but it's like, do Jess and Kylie see any draft off here? It doesn't look like it because their numbers are, are not good. Right. Nonetheless, Kat Izzo made an Instagram post about her BIP edit saying, quote, on reality TV, being open and vulnerable is tough. It shows that, like everyone else, we have missteps in life. She captioned a number of photos of herself from filming, quote, we are all genuine people, and I apologize if my actions on the show inadvertently hurt others. In the unfiltered lens of reality TV, where vulnerability is both a strength and a struggle, it's a reminder that as humans, we're bound to make mistakes along this unpredictable journey. Sharing our lives with the world takes a toll on our mental well-being. This is a call for understanding and kindness, not as victims or villains, but as people on paths trying to figure out our own stories. Let's recognize our shared vulnerability as humans and encourage growth, learning, and understanding as we deal with our imperfections. The post has since been taken down, but several of her season's players showed support in the comments. An interesting post. Uh, yes. You're free to do whatever you want on your um, social media. But I, I will say the, the, the cry out for like, we're people, stop being so mean, is an interesting one. Especially in the way that <laughs> she was cut. And you are a character on a TV show, real person or not. You are on a TV show and you are a character on that show. But I do agree with what she's saying. 
especially when you're getting like death threats and stuff sent to anyone who's on any of these shows. It's just like, that's not necessary. Yeah, they all get them. I was wondering why she took it down. Like, I'm like, is this some sort of sauce wars thing? Like, she's not supposed to say this. I think it is. I think the producers probably told her to take it down. But it's like, if you're a villain on one of these shows, in my opinion, you fucking embrace that. You lean hard into it. You say, yeah, fuck everybody. I don't care. I said what I said. Now what? Then Don't open your DMs. <laughs> yeah, don't open your DMs or don't let them get to you. It's like, you know. I don't open my DMs because yeah. I can't not let them get to me. So I can completely sympathize. I just feel like if you're in the position of a cat Izzo, you know that like the fourth audience, and I think everybody listening to this show knows this as well, the fourth audience gets to see a fraction of what actually happens on the beach. We don't know who mm-hmm. any of these people are. Good guy, bad guy, villain, whatever. None of that is actually real. And it does suck that these players like have to have this kind of like horrible experience from time to time when they get a bad villain edit or whatever. But also, it is part of the game. And also, even if you don't get a villain edit, I mean, Kylie shared that she's getting racist, racist DMs. You know, it's like yeah. kind of unavoidable. Yeah. Um, we got some gorgeous, gorgeous golden plays this week leading into the golden finale. Perhaps our first Golden Bachelorette crown, Joan Vassos, made another endearing this or that video on Instagram in which she chooses a bunch of different choices, including Edis guacamole over Susan's meatballs. (laughs) The caption reads, a little hashtag the Golden Bachelor, this or that, sparkle emoji, what else do you want to know? Hashtag Team Joan, hashtag Bachelor Nation, hashtag not invisible. This post wasn't invisible. 94.1K views and 1.1K likes. Finalist Teresa Nist posted a throwback photo of herself on Instagram to pair with her job reveal to Gary in game with the following caption, quote, at 46 years old, I developed a passion for the stock market. Uh, Just a reminder, money is not real, does not exist, and is just a a means to control humanity. Um, Don't hate on other people's hobbies. (laughs) I developed a passion for the stock market. I went to the library. And read every book I could find on stocks and the markets. I also started watching CNBC and listening to Bloomberg. In fact, I interned for a short while at CNBC. I bought three stocks and solid companies that I planned on holding forever. I probably would have been better off if I had held them, collecting their dividends all these years. But trading every day was much more appealing to me, far more exciting. It was like playing chess where you had about 10 moves ahead of your opponent. I started writing down what I was observing, what was actually moving the markets. I wound up writing three journals. They helped me tremendously in understanding what actually moves stocks. I no longer day trade, but I do remain in the industry with a great company holding a position that I love, working with people I love. Photo is of me around this age, completely unrelated to the stock market. 3.1K <laughs> likes. The golden god himself, Gary Turner, finally got into the parasocial game this week, posting an image of his daughters all in tots repping Dangle Nation with gigantic earrings in an homage to Brayden Bowers. The caption reads, it's a Brayden kind of holiday. Thankful for friends. 8.8K likes. PP, Sam P, Avon, and Kylie team up to make a TikTok promoting the next BIP episode. Kylie posted the video of the couples dancing on her TikTok where they lip sync to the song Paradise by Bazzi? Batsy? I don't know. Batsy? B-A-Z-Z-I. 
B-A-Z-Z-I. It ends with PP and Avon grinding their posteriors on Sam and Kylie as anchors, which we loved. 28.3K views and 1.4K likes. We hope that all of Avon's tight-knit dancer friend group are proud of his dance work on this one. (laughs) Uh, Poor Avon. All of these were strong plays. However, there can be only one winner. Our winner this week is actually two winners. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Jessica Garod and Rachel Rachel Recchia. They showed us how, quote, how it feels to be the two girls who were roasted the hardest on the beach on Garod's TikTok. The pair pretend to hide from a paparazzi camera shooting them while still posing glamorously and liking the attention. The caption reads, thank you for thinking of us. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Their simple TikTok play garnered 1 million views and 74.6K likes. It's like you see that there is parasocial power in these players. They're just not getting the numbers this season. A million views? Right. It's not leading into anything. I don't know. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, I because it's like you TikTok has taken over Instagram, but why aren't we seeing the TikTok numbers? I don't know. It's like Bachelor just doesn't translate to TikTok or, but it does. We're going to have hopefully a conversation about this with Bachelor data next week. Can't wait. I I can't wait to hear her takes. But uh, the human beings weren't the only ones making these plays this week. We had some creatures getting in the game. We saw uh, two standout plays in April Kirkwood posting a video of herself dancing with her dog in the kitchen on her Instagram. And, of course, the other standout play was our winner of the Parasocial Creature of the Week, Braden Bowers and his dog, River. Bowers posted an incredibly cute photo of himself using River as a pillow this week with the caption, River has been my travel buddy, roommate, and best friend since he came into my life. My favorite way to spend Saturday night is with this little guy here. I love you so much, bud. Crying uh, face emoji. Heart emoji, dog emoji, hashtag puppy love, hashtag man's best friend, hashtag fur babies, hashtag emotional support, hashtag dog pillow, hashtag not just a dog, hashtag Saturdays for the boys. Love this <laughs> post. And speaking of Braden Bowers, I recently got my uh, my display case for my signed Braden Bowers baseball that was the actual object <gasps> on his one-on-one date that Charity um, gave him during their one-on-one date. And I have it now in a beautiful San Diego Padres display case because that was the field that they visited. And I'm sure you'll remember the friar. How did you get, did you custom make this Padres case? No, I just looked online for uh autographed baseball display case. And then I went down that rabbit hole and found the biggest, craziest one I could find. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm glad that your first like real, real piece for your museum 
yeah. is getting the treatment that it deserves. Thank you, Braden Bowers, for your generous donation. Um, we're eternally grateful. It's absolutely loved, cared for, and will be displayed with pride for the rest of my days. And if anybody else out there has any artifacts from the game and you want to add them to this collection, happy to accept them. And I will buy insane cases for all of them as well. Fantasy keys, sand vials, whatever you got. I mean, any fantasy keys, my dream for the fantasy keys is to make a necklace of multiple (laughs) fantasy keys. Like shark teeth? Yeah, (laughs) basically. Uh, All right. Now is the time in our program when Pace Case and I jump from the top of the pit down into the darkest depths to issue forth our screams about how this show has affected our lives and changed us into something more than human. This is Screams from the Pit. So first, my mini scream, the one I thought of when we were talking about Joan Vassos, Mm -hmm. is I had a certain ultrasound this morning i am doing another round of um egg freezing mm-hmm. injections and and harvest and my doctor today was talking to me about golden bachelor because it's the only fact she knows about me is that i do the bachelor stuff and she was like do you think that that woman who the pretty blonde lady who left early on is going to be the Golden Bachelorette. And I was like, Joan Vassos? I do think she will be. Yeah. Good prediction. Nice. Anyway, that was the mini scream. And my main scream is about Sister Wives. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I I started watching the show. It is about a polygamous family who basically become public with this documentary-style show about them. One man, and right at the beginning, he is adding on his fourth wife. So he has four wives. And it follows this family through going public, the dramas with that, through they have 17 children. So there's like stuff going on with the kids. And there's a really long storyline about how they're going to get into these, trying to get into houses that are all next to each other. Anyway, I have been, I have fallen into the sister wives pit and I cannot stop watching. It's super gentle and like the drama is, is very interpersonal. And I was like, what is it about sister wives that I am so into that I'm literally like, I can't watch anything else right now. And I realized (laughs) that it's because sister wives has the same dynamics as The Bachelor. It's essentially like, like I think part of what I like about it is that the sister wives don't all truly get along and they're- They're like a final four in Bachelor. They're like the final four. They're competing for time and attention from the lead Mm -hmm. who is dating all of them and they have to be okay with it because the religion says or whatever, the process. And- I was like, oh, my God, it's just another recreation of this dynamic. And that's what I'm really following it for. I love the tension between the wives. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think eventually the number of wives is going to change up or down. I don't know. He's going to get rid of one. There's like 20 seasons. Well, I can't. Or they leave of their own accord. I just can't see it being sustainable. The tension is palpable. Interesting. 
And I think that the situation kind of makes more sense for when they're raising like little babies. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, very good to have that help with the kids. But once the kids are older, it's like, okay, now what? I'm obsessed. And yeah, my scream is that I just, I basically just found another, another way of watching this, this dynamic play out. Women competing for a man. Every reality show I watch now is with the gore lens. I've gotten very into 90 Day as a pleasure mm-hmm. watch. And uh, this is a pleasure watch too. It's PTCs, it's love levels. It's, yeah. The Bachelor, the mold that we have kind of like created to watch The Bachelor can, I think, be applied to virtually any show that has a romantic component in it. Yeah, because it's it's kind of just about human nature and it can be applied to any form of dating or relationships. Totally. And I definitely think I probably would have watched it differently if it was before, you know, mm. all this. All this. <laughs> Speaking of all this, my scream has to do with me Thanksgiving. So as yes. I said up top, I went uh, to visit my family in a suburb of Oklahoma City. Whole family was there. Mom, dad, sister, her husband, three children. And uh, my mom, we're, we're sitting down to eat Thanksgiving dinner. My mom brings out this little Tupperware. I'm like, okay. She says, before we eat, I want you each to take a piece of paper and a pen and write down what you're thankful for, fold it up and put it in this Tupperware. And then I'm going to shake them up and draw them out. And the whole time, as soon as it happens, I'm like, holy fuck, this is the truth box. My mom is Wells. (laughs) She has a fucking truth box. My mom is Wells. And she's making us put shit in here. Did you smash it? No, nobody smashed it. Unfortunately, there was no Aaron S at our Thanksgiving. But in this moment, which should have been kind of like a nice family moment where we're all saying we're thankful for each other and whatever we have in our lives. All I'm thinking is, how do I write anything on this other than you should go make out with Braden? How do I write (laughs) anything other than that? (laughs) Did you write that? No, I wrote something that was... uh, purposely designed to be inflammatory so that my my mom and dad would mm. be enraged. Keep up your edgelord branding. Yeah, I did some edgelord shit for sure. But uh no, you know, you're just you're in these moments in your life where it's this this intimate family moment where we're all supposed to be saying that we are thankful for each mm-hmm. other and instead all I can see is my mom's my mom's my mom is literally transforming into wells right before my eyes holding her truth box <laughs> forcing us to do this thing. It was very bizarre. A very bizarre moment for me. That's so funny. Oh, my God. One of the people at one of my Thanksgivings was not from America and hadn't, like, done Thanksgiving. And they were like, do you really go around and, like, say what you're thankful for? I was like, I think people do that. Some people do. Speaking of, uh, let's see what one other person has to say. Maybe theirs is also Thanksgiving related, but we do have another scream to play here for you. If you listen to this program, you know that we can play other people's screams. If you would like to submit your scream, you just go to patreon.com slash gamerosas. Join us in the bottom of the pit. Get on that discord. Go into the screams channel and upload a one minute or shorter audio clip of yourself screaming. We play the best ones here this one is from a user named George P. Fow. Let's take a listen. Clues, Pace Case, and Dark Seeker. My name is George, and here is my scream. 
Over the past few days, I traveled to Portland, Oregon, and then to Tacoma, Washington, to see the band Tool play two shows. I go see Tool by myself. I've been doing this for years. I love them. At each of these shows, I made a new friend, chatting with my seat neighbor during the intermissions. In Portland, I met this very tall guy who was some sort of hype man for a local hockey team, and it was his very first time seeing Tool. In Tacoma, I met a guy who has a very spiritual connection with Tool and was seemingly meditating through parts of the show. At the end of that show, he and I shared a hug and he love level forward me. The screen part is this, and it takes the form of this realization. The name of the first guy was Tyler. The name of the second guy was Cameron. Tyler Cameron. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let me just say, by the way, first of all, before we get into this, I love uh-huh. Tool. I have seen Tool myself multiple times live. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. That said. What's the genre? Um, I guess they're probably metal. I, guess, um. I think that's probably what they're classified as. I think this is a, a deep level scream. Uh, maybe not. It's actually a first level scream. I think this is a level one. Yeah, me too. It's where you start to see significance in things that are unrelated, but you make them related through your love of the game. It's where you start to see the blanket of Bachelor Nation furled across the entire world. Everything Mm -hmm. is related to The Bachelor. These are two men completely unrelated who happen to have the uh, first names of the first and last name of the greatest male Instagram player who's ever played, who, by the way, mm-hmm. at least as of popular names of the recording of this, he is still in World Sassiest Soldier. So is the great one. Tyler? At, at least as of this recording. They're both still in it? Yes. Tonight is the finale. Has anyone been kicked off? Has anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's only five five players, I think, left. And two of them are Tyler and Nick? That's right. It's Tyler, what? Nick... Jojo Siwa, Aaron something. She's an Olympic gold medalist skater, speed skater. And then Sandoval, Tom Sandoval. Oh, my God. Those are the finalists. Interesting. Yeah. Is there any team element? Because I know Jojo and Tyler and Nick said they were best friends. They split them up into teams for some of the challenges. Like they'll be like, you guys, this is these three people have to drag this boat up a mountain or whatever. And these three people have to do this. They will split you into teams, but there's no like eliminations. The only way to get kicked off the show, there's two ways you quit or medical disqualification. Hypothermia. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Like uh, Jack Osborne had a medical disqualification because his heart rate wouldn't go down. Dang. Wow. Well, congrats to them and congrats to Nick's baby. They're going to be so proud. Yeah, eventually, many years from now. But thank you, George P. Fowl, for that great level one scream and for the shout out to Tool. And uh, if anybody else, again, wants to submit their screams to this very program, go to patreon.com slash roses. Get on that Discord. Send us your scream. Dark Seeker goes through them all. The keeper of the screams. And uh, we get the best ones here. So thank you for joining us on This Week in Bachelor Nation. We will be back later this week to be breaking down the finale of Golden Bachelor Season 1. I can't believe we're at the end of it, but we are. 
I know I'm sad. Look, don't be sad. We're going to get a million more seasons of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get, eventually, we're going to get our first golden villain bachelor. I think they're going to start dipping into like some old school shit. We're going to see a golden Jake Pavelka. We're going to see a golden Brad Womack. (laughs) Why do you say that? Like it's a selling point. Because I want to see all the iterations. Gary was Mm. like, he was basically like a Sean Lowe, in my opinion. He was kind of perfect. I want to see what what happens after like multiple, multiple iterations. And they're just like, fuck it. We just got to find somebody. He'll do. Uh, It's going to be good. Or the sexiest. Remember Brad Womack? The sexiest bachelor of all time. We're going to see the sexiest golden bachelor of all time. That's going to happen. They get like McDreamy or something. I also think we might start to see them age it down a little. I think you might start seeing people in their 50s. I can see that. I could see that happen. I feel like Gary was like kind of an exception in his age. I think they'll go a little younger. I do too. Next. But uh, that winds up the rest of this show. Thanks again for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,918 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then.